Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Wizards podcast. Ben Standig here. Hope you guys had a great uh, New Year's. Sure, if I'm talking to you, then you survived the festivities, unlike Mariah Carey's career. Zing. Poor Mariah. She'll be all right. I have faith. Uh, I also have faith that the Wizards season is not over, despite... Losing in Houston on Monday night, 101-91, a game in which the Wizards dominated the first quarter, the first half, fell apart in the third quarter, outscored 37-17, but came back, were in position to uh, with just a few minutes left to possibly get another road win, but things fell apart late, and the Wizards lose 101-91. Uh, James Harden didn't have the same kind of triple-double that he did the other night when he put up video game-type numbers, but he ultimately did get one, 23 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, I would argue that the, the real culprit against the Wizards, though, Eric Gordon, who was sort of Bradley Beal before Bradley Beal, but injuries really played his career. He had a monster night, 31 points, 6 of 12 from 311 of 18 overall. He really helped offset... Uh, it's weird to say James Harden had an off night despite a triple-double, but he went 2 of 11 from 3, 6 of 24 from the field, and yet Houston was able to win this game. That I mean, you'd like to think of Harden as having an off night like that. Houston shoots 43% from the field, uh, and you know, other than the third quarter they had scored 14 points 27 points 23 points in the other in each of the other three quarters for a team that puts up Houston type of offense that's not that much but the Wizards couldn't get it done uh look the Wizards uh from three were were, were a mess they they tried keeping up with Houston in that part of the game and didn't have much of a chance they finished six of 26 from three it's actually worse than that in this sense. Bradley Beal was 5 for 10. Bradley Beal did play after missing the previous game with the ankle injury. He did play. Um, 5 of 10 from 3. The other Wizards, 1 of 16 from 3. Notably, Otto Porter and Markeith Morris, the starting two forwards, 0 for 9. Uh, that, that hurt the cause for sure. Um... Free throw line, not a huge discrepancy, but Houston did get make six more free throws uh, on nine more attempts. So I guess I take that back. That is a little bit of a of a discrepancy. You're kind of expecting that with James Harden, who went nine for ten from the field. Old friend Nene, one for four. Though, there, I, look, uh, I thought John Wall was largely spectacular offensively in this game. He had an insane amount of highlight reel plays. But, um, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, you can look, you can point to a lot of different things. Again, Gordon was hot the third quarter. They sort of lost the, they, they lost their way. I, I would say this was on some level. It felt like Scott Brooks in the fourth quarter of this game. He's looking for lineup options. Houston's a unique team where, where you know, you've got so many shooters out on the court having to defend the perimeter on a night in which the Wizards can't find anybody to make threes. And you've got to deal with, Houston's off, offensive capabilities. How do you find the right combinations of pieces to use? I, I felt like I said that he was looking for for people and struggled 
to find them. The the the, the Wizards bench again we broken record time. They have been much better of late, but relatively still it's, it's relative to the really low bar they set earlier in the year, and they just simply don't have guys who can come in and be huge difference makers in whether you're talking about scoring, defense, uh, you know, whatever it may be. They don't have a guy you can just say, okay, you're going to go and do that. This was a game where it felt like they needed that sixth man, that seventh man to help out, especially, you know, look, I mean, uh, you know, Otto Porter wasn't his best game, 0 for 5 from 3, 4 of 12 overall from the field, just three rebounds in 33 minutes. Guys are going to have off nights, but how do you fill in that blank, that that blank or that gap? I should say when they're off, um, that didn't happen uh, today. Kelly Oubre had seven rebounds, but 0 for four from the field. Uh, Mar uh, Trey Burke, <laughs> one game after his monster performance against the Nets, Silver comes back to earth, one of three for uh, for uh, from the field for two points and two assists in 11 minutes. Um, but, you know, look, the, the Wizards had won 9 of 12. Houston's got the third best record in the West. It would have been a tremendous win to get. They didn't. They move on. They're going to face Dallas Tuesday night. And that is a game in which, um, let me, I'm pulling up Dallas's record here. I don't know about Vegas spreads, but Dallas has definitely not been the you know, the Dallas team that we're used to under Rick Carlisle with Dirk Nowitzki, where they're consistently among uh, the league leaders or, or among the top contenders. Dallas at this point in time, 10 and 24, tied for the worst record in the West. Uh, that's not good. Um, Dallas is only scoring 95 points per game. Let me look here really quick. Where is that rank among the league leaders? Uh, that is the worst offense in the league. So uh, so there's that. Uh, the Wizards defense, as Scott Brooks has said, is not always pretty at all. But uh, maybe this is an opportunity to, uh, to, to do some good work. Harrison Barnes uh, averaging 20 points a game. Wesley Matthews, who has killed the Wizards before, 15.8. But beyond that... Not, not, not tons to going on there for Dallas. So this is definitely an opportunity for the Wizards to make right to get this win. You go one and one on, you know, in a, in a quick two game uh, or two game road trip to Texas. You, you, you're going to take that. Obviously, it would have been nice to get that win over Houston, but it didn't happen. Um, I'll just say uh, in the previous podcast that I did the other day that I had posted overnight or I had posted on New Year's Day. That I did with Todd Dybus from Washington Times. Basically, the gist of that was: Is it time for the Wizards to strongly consider making a move? Considering they've improved, their starting lineup is good, and the East is, as a whole is fairly weak. I, I, I'll, you know, again, I think, the, uh, you know, I don't think there's a blanket answer per se. I think you obviously you don't just make a trade to make a trade. But I think this was a game that that was a good example of where the Wizards needed something else beyond what they had. By the way, I mean, just to, 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 uh, to go to that point a little bit more, Eric Gordon comes off the bench for Houston to get his uh, 31 points. And Nene comes off the bench for Houston. Obviously, we all know what Nene, uh, what, what Nene can do. 
for for a team. So you know the Wizards <clears throat> don't have anything close to that firepower right now in any capacity. Um, so again, just uh, I'll just say check check a look t- take a look at, at that podcast if you missed it over the um, over the holiday. You're listening to the Locked On Wizards podcast. Ben Standig here. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can find me at Ben Standig. You can also find us at Locked On Wizards. Um, by the way, I never really mention if I'm here, there, or anywhere else. But if you if you want to hear more from me, I can't always promise it's on the Wizards, but hopefully it'll be on the Wizards. I do also cover the Redskins. You can find that podcast if you're interested. Um, you can find it on iTunes as well. It's I, Locked On Wizards on iTunes, also Locked On Redskins, and you can find my work on BreakingBurgundy.com for the Redskins. But this week, on Thursday, probably I want to say from like probably 8 to 10, I'll be on ESPN 980. Uh, I'm going to guess we'll get into some Wizards uh, there just because the Redskins season is over. Um, got some other radio and uh, hopefully TV appearances coming up in the next uh, few days as well. So I'll mention some of that when the time when the time comes. Um, I wanted to talk more uh, quickly about another sort of broader NBA issue. By the way, if I, if I if you got any thoughts on the game, I you know I know I sort of just kind of breezed through that. Um, you know I don't think you should, it's, I don't even think you necessarily need to do a deep dive on every game. Sometimes you don't win. I think the Wizards. Had chances here. They, they they shot like crap from three. If they made a few more of those, that they, they they could have gotten this done. They didn't. We'll move on. And you know, unless things start becoming a trend, not going to panic or anything over over one game. Um, but but I did notice. I did want to mention just briefly the, this trend going on in the NBA. And it, and, and and I noticed. I thought about it as Harden, who, as I said, largely did not have a great game. I mean, again, six of twenty-four from the field, but he ends up with a triple double, and yet I think it's his third straight triple double. We know Russell Westbrook's piling up triple doubles every every game, essentially. Some of these like high-end stats that we never um, saw players accomplish on a regular basis. I mean, maybe if you're old enough to remember Wilt Chamberlain or Oscar Robertson, you you can tell me a different tale. But I've been around long enough and. To, to the degree that these players collectively, it's not just a Michael Jordan or a LeBron James. It's seemingly night in, night out. Lots of different players are happening. Jimmy Butler uh, on the Bulls dropped 50 points tonight. I believe he's already the eighth player this year to have scored 50 points. On the other night when James Harden goes for that insane 53-point triple-double, uh, Giannis had some crazy stat line that night as well that was like the first player in history to average you know, X X stats over four, four or five categories. Russell Westbrook had a triple double that that, that, that that night. I'm just pointing this out because it, it's interesting to me that this is happening with such frequency um, to the point of what's going on here. Is it really are, are teams just not playing any defense? Because you know James Harden and Russell Westbrook and 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 uh, you know Jimmy Butler all held great players. I, tremendous. Love to have them on your team. But they didn't get that much better to the degree that they're putting up all these stats all the time. In order for these guys to get triple doubles, other things have got to be happening um, to, to somewhat just to, to allow that. It does seem like defenses 
are just really l- 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 lackluster. I, I looked up the other day, I think I mentioned this in this podcast at that time where I did a, a review of kind of where the Wizards stats were. I want to say it was eight wins in 11 games at that point, so I think before the, um, the last home game. And I noticed that the Wizards' offensive rating had jumped up the actual rating itself, as did the ranking. The Wizards' defensive rating stayed flat, yet they moved from 21st. Yet they, instead of being 21st overall in the season, they were 15th in the league at that point. I kind of looked at that going, well, that's interesting. You're telling me that all these other teams just were much worse defensively. The Wizards weren't necessarily great, but everybody else got worse. And I don't know. I just, I'm just mentioning it. I, I, I don't have cold, hard facts. I don't even have... Uh, pure. I don't even have anecdotal because I'm just I'm just sort of pick, cherry picking off the headlines. But it just feels like there's a lot of headlines these days that talks about guys putting up obscene points, triple doubles, first player to have ever posted, you know, 37 points, 12 rebounds, nine assists, four blocks, two steals, what what what, what have you. Um, if it continues, you know, we'll see if it's good for the game or not. I know Charles Barkley has said he thinks this is a bit uh, as bad as as the league has been in some time and, and Charles Barkley is known to be something of a get off my lawn guy. And so I'm not going there by any stretch, but at the same point, you know, it's, if you're, if it's just all offense, that's, that you know, that's fun. It's not necessarily great basketball ultimately. So anyway, we'll see just something to keep an eye on. Um, as, I mean, but, you know, at the same point, Russell Westbrook is having an insane season. If you want to say he's the MVP of the league right now, I wouldn't argue with you too too much. James Harden's in that conversation, of, of course. Uh, so is so is LeBron. So an interesting NBA season overall. I re- as I said before, I really hope to get more into talking about the NBA as we go along. I, you know, now that the Redskins are over, hopefully I'll have some more time to dive in. To that, we've already had some national NBA guys on the on the podcast, Michael Lee from The Vertical, David Aldridge from NBA.com, and I've got a couple others coming up down the pike that hopefully we can uh, get on and, and, and have some other conversations. I'm going to call it there. I really appreciate you guys, of course, for listening. If you got any comments, thoughts, questions, you know where to find us, at Locked on Wizards on Twitter. I'm at Ben Sandig, and you can find our podcast on iTunes. Until next time. Ben Stantic signing off. See you. Everybody just Deal. Gets open for three. Dagger! Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of $1 million, what color is the White House? Um... I know this, I know this, I know this. Um, Five seconds. Oh, switching to Geico could save you a bunch of money on car insurance? Okay. Judges? That's true, Kevin. They'll allow it. Congratulations. You're a winner. Woo! Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer.